Hey, hey, Luna. Hey, hey, operator. What, um, how do you, tell me, like, walk me through how you fight. Like, how, how you fight with someone. It's been a, it's been a while. I learned, I learned recently, though, you, you gotta hit them first. Like, you gotta, it doesn't matter where, too. I'm, I'm all up for kicking right in the nuts or punching in the throat these days. I, I, oh, it doesn't matter as long as, you know, they're kind of, they're in agony right off the bat and kind of calms things down a little bit. All right. Good to know. Um, let me rephrase. I was wondering, like, when you're in an argument with someone, <laughs> how do you fight? Like, what is your... Thank you for letting me know, like, you know, maybe the hockey rules of, of uh, argument with Jack Luna. But when you're in an arg- <laughs> when you're in an argument with someone, how do you... What are you? What what kind of a person are you in a, in an argument or a fight? Uh, well, clearly a scumbag. <laughs> Again, lately I've been learning that I don't need to demolish the other person. I don't need to pick them apart entirely and shame them in the argument. All you need to do is stick to the points, stick to the argument itself. Don't make it personal. And if you really have a point to put across, you'll get there. But you don't. Nobody wants to be, you know, if it's a man emasculated. Um, so... I've I've really been learning to be patient. And if it's a woman, she emasculated, maybe. What what is it for a woman? She emasculated. She maybe I don't know. <laughs> de 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 breasted. Devagulated. Devagulated. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That works. That's it. Yeah. You don't want to devagulate them or emasculate them. You want to make sure your point gets across. Okay. That's that's the way I've been working on. It's always bad though. It's always. I mean, if you're in an argument in the first place, it's never going to end up that great. Keep level headed. And let it go if it's you really don't care that much about it. Just let it go. And then just don't talk to that person anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I have to say, being the op and operating things for us and, and whatnot, it has been a new uh, a new adventure with uh, people coming out of nowhere, taking swipes, <laughs> you know? And, man, that stings. <laughs> Sometimes it really stings, especially when it's like a low blow. It's always a low blow. It is. And it's mostly not relevant. And that's a hard fight to have with someone. I think, you know, even in real life, when there are times I remember when I might get in an argument, like with my mom, for example, and we would be two hours into an argument and I have to be right. But she also has to be right. And then at some point in my my stupid head, I, I realize, wait a sec, she's talked about like four things that have nothing that, that I don't even know about. She's probably mad about a bunch of other stuff. And I'm just, you know, taking, I'm taking the brunt of all these things. Yeah. But I, and so I'm never going to be right because I can't be right about the things I don't know about. So I just have to, and I never just walked away, you know. So we just kind of, we ran out of nutrients, I think is what happened. And we both just kind of fell like leaves to the ground. Like, you know, someone watered us. Sucked the life out of each other. Yeah. Someone just like poured Gatorade in our mouth later. And we kind of just came back to life. And we're like, oh, uh, what what happened? Yeah, that sounds like a really unhealthy relationship. Like a Norman Bates thing. I'm glad that you're out of it. 
What did you do? Did you kill her, or what did you do to get out of that situation? I had been digging my own lair <laughs> at that point, and decided I fortified the walls a little more because I know some of her silly secrets that she keeps on how to break into places. And then, uh, you know, punji sticks—that's how I keep my mother out. Now, you pee on sharp sticks, put them in a uh, pit, and cover it with something that you think that they'll be attracted to, like donuts or gingham fabric. Or, you know, things that them are like, oh, what's that? And then they fall through it and they stab themselves on the punchy sticks. <laughs> that's Anyway, that's how most of my fights go. Okay. So I'm glad we had this talk about fighting. So am I. Yeah, now we got something figured out there. So does this have something to do with the 911 call? Or it what? does. Hey, you very, very, very astute mind you have there, Mr. Luna. Let me tell you a little backstory on the call that's coming up here. So on October 1st of 2016, 38-year-old Ebony Byram and her husband, Hal Byram, not to be confused with Hal 2000 from the movie 6001 Parts of a Megawatt movie. I think that was the name of that movie. 2001. Okay. Meg- easy, yeah, easy to trip up on that. What are you talking about? Keep going. I- it's called like 2001, 2001 Jiggle, Jiggleplex Odyssey. I can't remember. I'll Google it. Okay. I'll let you know later. Thanks. Anyway, so Hal Byram had been fighting, and the argument had really gotten out of hand. It was really escalating. Ebony started to feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. Her 16-year-old son was hiding in his room with a friend. They were playing video games and heard the argument start to happen, so they just, you know, stayed put, sat tight. Hal refused to leave as she asked him to. She stated she wanted distance. She wanted distance. You know, she she wanted the fight to, to end. There were other things that she was... Stating also, like, she was pretty much sure this was over between them. Like, it's over, man. Right. So let's make this the last the last fight, and let's just let's separate. But he needed to go for now. He needed to get out of the house, is what she was saying to him. So she decided to call 911 to report that she needed assistance with the removal of her husband. So, um, sorry, you might have already said this, but the 16-year-old son in the, in the back room with his friend, he's not Hal's son, right? He's the stepfather in this situation? Yeah, and we don't know exactly how he came to be. How he came to come around. Okay. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. We're not sure. How, how'd you do that? Uh, yes, so it is her son, and I tried to Google and Facebook him and stuff. Facebook him. But uh, it, it started to feel creepy uh, trying to Facebook stalk a, a 16-year-old. Well, no, I guess today he would be 20, but still, it's felt creepy. It's creepy. Facebook stalking a young man. So Yeah, you do that. Hey, are you ready for me to, uh, to hit play? More than. Here we go. Okay, what's going on there? Yeah. 
I just, you know what, we just had a dispute. He want to get all his stuff and leave. It's the middle of the night. He can do this another time. And he can do this tomorrow. But right now, it's, it's, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. And he's being real disrespectful. This is his wife. This is his wife. Okay. And I just want him to go. He can go. I just okay, want him to leave, but he's not leaving. Yes, but he's not leaving. So he's saying he's on the lease. Well, this is true because he came over here and signed the lease before I did. So I just want him to leave. He can just get his stuff another day, and he can just go. But right now, tonight, it's not tonight. Okay, what's the name and of the this, this one, the argument, this is the argument that had happened tonight. So what's the name of the complex that you live in? Husband's name? Hal Diallo. Diallo. I'm sorry, one more time. I'm sorry, A-D-O. Okay, what's your name, ma'am? E-D-O-N-Y. Ebony, what's your last name? It's, it's violent for right now. It's what? It's violent, B-Y-R-O-M. Okay. okay, and where's he at now? He's right here, but I, you know what? This is not a good time. We had an argument. He, he you know, the stuff. Like I said, I just want him to leave before it escalates. Oh, okay. Does he have any weapons on him? No, right now. No. Any weapons in the home? It is. Okay, where's the weapon at? They're in the bedroom. Is it, what is it? I, I really don't know what it is. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. Is it a gun or is it a knife? What is it? It is. It is a gun. Do you know if it's locked up? No, it's not. Okay. But it's not, it wasn't in play, there's no threat. Hello? 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 Miami there. All right. Wow. Well, wow. let me ask you, what do you think happened there at the end? Oh, uh, old jalapeno came out and guns a blazing, I guess. Was sick of the way she was talking to him. That's messed up, man. Yeah, it is. It is. It, you know, the, the, the thing is, too, she, she was saying, I want him to go before things escalate, right? And then she was... The 911 operator was asking her particularly about firearms. Is there firearms in the home? And she's like, yes, there are, you know. And are they locked up? No, they're not, you know. And they're talking about it. And then, wham. Wham. During that call, you, you can hear nine shots being fired. All nine shots were fired by Hal into his wife, Ebony. And what about Hal? Good question. Um, Did he shoot himself? After he shot her nine times. He shot himself one time. Ah, I thought so. Yeah, so it was an attempted suicide. So a murder warrant was obtained by the police for homicide and attempted suicide. Attempted suicide, so he wasn't successful. Correct. Mm. How did he do that? He didn't. He did not succeed in that part. When the police arrived, they found both Ebony and Hal lying on the floor with gunshot wounds. They found a 40 caliber handgun near Hal laying there on the ground. He had shot himself in the neck after killing his wife. You know, I'll tell you something about the neck that's interesting is Hollywood makes it seem like it's a really convenient way to kill someone. But our bodies are weird in the fact that 
you can choke someone out and knock them out, and they seem dead, but they're not. The body will just recover. It's a defense mechanism the body has, so when it loses uh, blood to the brain, it turns off, mm. hoping that you know flow will come back, and so you come back. You know, you see it all the time in UFC fights or whatever. People get knocked out all the time. The bedroom, yeah, or choked out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or the bedroom, right after the safe word is is ignored mm-hmm. for the third time. Ham sandwiches, <laughs> jalapeno. It's really hard to kill someone from the neckal region, from the neckal region, uh. from like the lower quadrant of the clavicle to the jawbone region. It's really hard to kill someone in that area. Right. Um, you know, you'll hear you'll, another very common uh, attempted suicide but failed is when someone like cuts their throat. Yeah. They'll, they'll cut the windpipe. Right. But all you did, man, was you just relocated where you're breathing from. Now you're not breathing from your mouth. You're just breathing from your neck. Your new mouth. And you sound like a Canadian goose. Yeah, yeah your new mouth. Mm. Your south mouth. Right, your neck mouth. Right, exactly. So the neck is uh, it's actually quite resilient to, to death. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, for being such a soft area of our body. But uh, yeah, so he shot himself in the neck. Shot himself in the neck. Yeah, that's that's a strange commitment. It's almost like maybe he didn't want to die. I don't know. You know, uh, who knows? I mean, at least he didn't go after the boy in the back room. I'm on one of my favorite websites, lostallhope.com uh, slash suicide methods slash firearms. Sounds like a real pick me up there. <laughs> is that the? Is that a Disney Disney website? I've had to do this for Dark Topic a few times. Mm. Um, anytime you try to search, search for suicide methods, then you all, all you get are sites that are trying to tell you not to do it. But if you know you really want to do it, you got LostAllHope.com, or you know you want some good advice here. Wow! So you could get good advice on on how to die, and also good advice on how not to die. Is that yes? I'll they give you help too, but. Really, if you're going to do it, you kind of want to know the right way to go about it. And they're saying use a shotgun. You know, you don't want to use um, full metal jacket bullets. You know, you want ones that will expand. You just want to give yourself the biggest chance of blowing yourself away, I guess. Uh, you know what's really, just to cut you off intentionally, um, I've got a lot, I have a lot of friends. I have a handful of friends that are scrub techs at the hospitals, right? And they say you never hear about them, but there is a constant flow uh, and by constant, I mean probably like regular occurrence, pr- more common than you'd think, of people coming in that that have tried to commit suicide by doing the whole gun under the chin thing, mm-hmm. shotgun or or handgun. And guess what? Most of them end up doing because they don't position it right. They just blow the front of their face off. Yes. And then then you're breathing out of a giant hole in your face, and your tongue is gone, and your teeth are all over the place. Yeah, it happens a lot. And also, like, if you do it underneath your chin, you could f- you flinch. You have a tendency to flinch from what I'm reading here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the kickback from the gun repositions the gun. and Maybe we should cut some of that out. But that's the kind of conversation I have on Dark Topic quite a bit with myself. Um, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. So what all that we're saying from all that, what might sound to you like nonsense, is that him shooting himself in the neck probably is a half-assed attempt at uh, doing something that he exactly wants to do. What I can say is I've tried to piece things together because sometimes, you know, someone shoots himself, there's some visual evidence after the fact, even after healing, right? And Mm -hmm. so looking at his prison mug shots, pretty good example because what ended up happening with him was he was taken to a local hospital with wounds that were deemed not life-threatening. To the rest of us would probably keep us up in nightmares for the rest of our, you know, good good year. Mm. But um, not life-threatening. Uh, he was immediately put under custody during his stay. And looking at his 
pictures afterward, and this is this is hard to gauge because uh, I don't know what he looked like necessarily before he shot himself. But if you look at his mugshot, one eye is sort of like kind of doing that rattled Goonies thing. Yeah, it's a little offset and looks kind of funny. Gotcha. Uh, like the ocular bone is is re- so I don't know exactly where the exit wound was, but it looks like maybe some travel in his face, maybe. But, you know, for the most part, he looked pretty intact. So You know what? Shooting yourself in the neck straight up through the top of his head is the angle, right, of, of what he tried to go on. He didn't just shoot through the neck. He shot straight up. So he was probably trying to kill himself. But Yeah. yeah. It's so hard to do. There is so much not important stuff f- in your face. Yeah. Like that you can shoot out and, and you're okay. You're right. Like, There's also a lot of not important stuff that we're talking about right now in comparison to like a woman just died, right? Yes, so much. You got shot multiple times. Exactly. Let's let's talk about her. I don't know where you get where you get off talking about this other stuff. Something wrong with you. You <laughs> You were gonna say something about the website, right? Oh oh no. I'm always it's always up. So I was just glancing at it, just like. But um, I don't know if you knew this, but you can actually go into your Facebook settings and establish who who is the curator of your of your personal profile. Hmm. Should you die? Oh, and you can assign someone. Yeah, so you you'd assign your significant other or mother or father, someone that you trust. So if you pass away, they can go in and. And um, I th- I'm not quite sure what the trigger is. It's probably a poor use of words. If you if they put in your death date, then you know it it will convert to a remembering so and so page. And looking at the the page, uh, there's a picture of her and Hal in the cover photo, and he look his eye looks different in that picture than the the mugshot. So I'm guessing it traveled. Why is he in the picture? You got a good question, man. I do not know why they would. Do that with the exception of that. They didn't have a better picture? I'll give you a couple more pieces of information. Okay. On the call, you could hear that she was pretty level-headed and that although they were having an altercation, they were having an argument, it seemed like she wanted to get past this. You know, she was like, oh, yeah, I want you to go. And she was being very. She didn't seem like she was under any threat either. Like she was expecting uh, how, how to go and how to go and do this thing. Uh-huh. She just seemed like it was, she was used to kicking him out or talking to him this way, right? Hal snapped. I'll run through some more information on this. This will fill in some gaps and maybe give you a better understanding of their dynamic. Of why he's in the photo? Yeah. Yes. Actually, probably, yes. Okay. Interesting. At the time of the incident, like we said, the Ebony's 16-year-old son was in the, in the home. Uh, when he heard the gunshots, he came out and he also called 911, as did his friend, mm-hmm. who was also in the home at the time. After the incident, he was turned over to family members. The, the, the boy, the son, was turned over to family members. That's as much information as I could find. He was a minor, so I'm sure they don't want a lot of uh, news media trails leading back to the 16-year-old boy so people can ask him a bunch of questions and what. So I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. On March 7th of 2018, almost a year and a half after the incident, jury selection in Hal's trial was about to get underway, but it was halted when Hal refused to be present for his hearing, and he proceeded to inform the judge that he wished to plead no contest to first-degree premeditated murder. But just to be clear, this is actually a positive move by Hal, which is kind of leading to why maybe he's in the picture. 
it's very likely had he gone to trial, he would have received a second degree murder charge. There's a good case to argue that he didn't kill his wife in, in a premeditated manner. Oh, no. Yeah. You could hear it on the phone. He didn't. He didn't. He snapped. Exactly. He could have received a lesser sentence that very likely would have offered him parole at some point in the future. So Right, I got it. He was also evaluated by two separate psychologists, and both of them found him that he was sane at the time that he shot his wife. But because of that no-contest plea, Hal was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole on his own volition, really, because he could have gone to trial and received a less lesser punishment. So that might color the situation. So, you know, 100%. Now, if I'm the curator on Facebook, Hal's back in the picture. Great, Hal. Yeah. You guys, you guys should be sitting there right together in her, in her Facebook epilogue picture or whatever. Right? He earned it. Right. Right. To a certain degree, maybe, you know, because he just didn't want to drag her family and his family and everybody through. Hal should be out of the picture up. He, you know. But anyways. He did a very terrible thing. Uh, family's weird, though, right? We're, we're weird. When something happens, uh, yeah. sometimes there's an overwhelming sense of forgiveness oh, yeah. for the even for the most horrible of things. Or sometimes you, you pee all over a spike and jam it through your mother's chest after tripping her up at the top of a pit. Not going to say that's not an option, too. So you never know. Do you, get a, do you get a happy ending? I do. One more thing about that. I do not fault Ebony for wanting to put distance in that argument. I actually applaud her. I think that is a very, very, very cool thing. One thing I am learning in my arguments is if I were to get to the point where I'm like, distance is required, the best thing to do is suck it up and you leave. Rather than trying to get someone else to leave, because it just adds fuel to the fire to be like, I need you to go now. You know, head swivel, head swivel. Yeah. It's it's just better. You know, if, if distance is a thing and you're feeling threatened, get out, move, get, get your body out of harm's way, as opposed to trying to force harm to leave the situation, which does doesn't always work, you know? It's definitely not. But the problem with trying to speak common sense to people that don't possess any of it is just that. So, I got you, man. So, exactly why. Yeah, you're not going to speak common sense and get somebody to leave. So, leave. Right. You leave. You know, if you're, you know, just just make the move. Yeah. Which, once again, it's a pride swallower. You got to swallow your pride and say, I'm leaving my own home. Put distance in a situation where this guy really should be the one leaving. But, man, that distance does a lot of things. Also, if you kick someone out of your house, the situation hasn't de-escalated. It's just simmering somewhere else you leave the situation you choose to walk away you've de-escalated the situation the simmering will will reduce a lot quicker on both of your parts because cooler heads prevailed i guess is the best way to put that yeah but you know so there's some morals to the story and sure i do have a i do have a happy ending thank you uh, can you guess if this one's an actual happy ending or not have i worried you lately you have worried me lately I'm going to guess that it is a happy ending. I think that you got something real nice here. I'm, I'm, I think that it just has to do with uh, something real, you know, real nice. Real good. Mm. Real happy. Just freaking. Lull yeah. you into a sleep. Like an ASMR 911 call. Something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, okay. just relaxing and fulfilling. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even ASMR the intro on this one. Give you a little bit of backstory. Mm. Okay, I'm just going to whisper to yeah. you. So 64-year-old Stephen Searle, he's an ex-Royal Marine and former UKIP counselor. Mm. UKIP 
It stands for United Kingdom Independent Party. Karen. Hey, Karen. Hello. Karen. Karen. Hello. Is this thing on? This is Nigel. Karen has a virus. Um, okay. Nigel kind of ruled, ruined the vibe there, but... Uh, it was that. Hey, Nigel. Nigel? Apparently, Karen's uh, AWOL, so Nigel's talking. So, Nigel, what is the Q... The, what is the UKIP party all about? The UK Independence Party's unique selling point, the policy it is best known for, is Britain's withdrawal from the European Union. But as the party had sought to broaden its appeal beyond that single issue, it has developed a full range of policies in all areas. Okay. Thanks, Nigel. Hey, Nigel. Um, I don't know how you got in here, but uh, show yourself to the door. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Anyway. Karen and Nigel are banging, I guess. Eh? Yes. I didn't know they were cohabitating on the server. Ew. Maybe that's why the internet has been so trippy lately. It's a couple of hard drives rubbing up against each other. Nice. Yeah. So much going on. Mm. She's He's uploading stuff. She's... A lot of Rams. A lot of Rams. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Rams. That was weird. Yeah, he's creepy. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so, Stephen Searle is a bunch of former things as you can see former royal marine former ukip counselor he's also in a spot of trouble <laughs> shall i press the proceed oh button mr luna yeah do it before i punch you in the throat right up here we go uh, um, right after this brief commercial break it is imperative that we here to four pay the bills right on with the show action Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, I've uh, just killed my wife. you just killed your wife? Yeah. Okay. Bit different for you tonight, I think. Happy New Year. Okay, and how have you killed her? Um, suffocation, really, I guess. Uh, bit of a bizarre situation, but, um, you know, don't mind. Okay, is it just the two of you in the house? Uh, well, just for one of us now. Right, okay. Yeah, well, two, you know, yeah. Okay, is there any other sort of issues that the um, officers need to be aware of when they come into the house? Is there uh, no, not really. Um, you know, I'm not violent, I'm not nothing. Um, okay. Um, Stephen, can I just get you to go and answer the door? I believe we should have um, some officers there. Are you able to uh, just go and speak to them? Okay, they're here now, are they? They should be there. I'm on my way. Okay. I'm on my way as we speak. Okay. Hello. Oh, hello, buddy. How are you? All right? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Yeah, okay. Holy cow, that was crazy. It was like cheeky. Hello, I killed my wife. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, suffocation, I guess. Does that top the uh, list of things you've listened to tonight, <laughs> sir? Okay, I'm glad to have um, juggled your, your evening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so I picked this this happy ending for two reasons. One, because a woman because died from a- suffocation, which is always hilarious. Come on, man. Right? She got freaking strangled to death by this. That's insensitive. She did. What do they call themselves? Chap. Chap. There you go. This chap. This chap. This chap. Suffocated his wife. But I picked this one because I'm sure at least with him being a former UKIP counselor, I'm sure that there's at least two political parties that had parties after hearing this news just because you know politics brings out the best in all of us so can you imagine like the opposing parties in the region hearing that some political guy from another party died they're like here here oh snap yeah raise a glass everybody ran to the pub and obviously the other thing is that i've never heard someone be so polite on a 911 call not to mention a killer hey, man. on a 911 call. Just like, that was, blew my mind. It was just like, he was calling his buddy. Oh, yeah. He's a butthole. Serious. For real. Unreal. Really, when you really think about what he had just done. It, it is funny. I mean, I laughed through the whole thing. I was like, oh, my God, this guy, be, you know, throw it away. But he's got his wife laying there dead after he strangled her to death. And come on in, blokes. Didn't he say this, something like that? Like when they when they came in? There's a show in, in the UK on the BBC called Little Britain. Mm-hmm. Could have been, literally, it could have been a script on that show. You know, it's like, right. 911, how can I help you? <laughs> oh, I seem to have killed my my spouse. <laughs> right. Okay, well, here come the police. All right, I'll wait. You know, just like, okay, let me give you some backstory, though. Right. Yeah, I got, some, I got some info on this one. So, Stephen Searle, as we know, he was found guilty of murdering his wife, Anne, on December 30th, 2018, after she discovered he had an affair with his son's partner. What? He denied killing Mrs. Searle after she found out about the affair with Anastasia Pomiativa, who is the mother of two of their grandchildren. Sounds hot, though. Yeah, sounds hot. Sounds very British, like, keep it in the family. Very royal of them, too. Right. Have sex with people from the family. Sure, I get you, yeah. Inbreeding. That's a thing. Right. Inbreeding. Mm. To, uh, to each his own, right? Mm-hmm. Or as my mother would say, to ochizine. She would say that, but I would still understand what she said to me. Mm. You know that other phrase, uh, you're no round peg in a square hole? Right. You know that one? No, that's not it, but yeah, I, I kind of get it. You know what, it, yeah, that the gist. One time my mother says to me, you're no round spleg in the pick hole. Oof. And I was like, I looked at her and I was like, I understood what you meant. That's really sad. You guys are tight. <laughs> that was brutal. Okay. Anyway, so here we go. So Stephen claimed that his wife had found out about the affair months before she had died. He claimed that on the night of her death, she attacked him with a knife. And she was strangled to death in the struggle that ensued from that. Mm-hmm. He told the court that he had not intended to kill her. And it failed to call an ambulance, but instead sat there like a bloody idiot. Because, <laughs> of course, that's, that's what you would say, I guess, if, you know. Because the jury's going to be like, right, 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 right. Yeah, whipping those powdered wings around. That's a, that's a good excuse, I guess. You're right, yeah, yeah. Cyril claimed that he had one open hand on her throat during the altercation. It's like one open hand, you know, called palm, palming her throat. This is a lot of fun, Op. This is a good happy ending here. Okay, keep going. Yeah, It's pretty, pretty, for being really tragic. We're having so much fun with this murder of this woman. Yeah, keep going. All right, so prosecutor Andrew Jackson. That's, 
Jackson. <laughs> that was his name. His name is Andrew Jackson. So obviously no relation to right. Prince Andrew. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Get it together up. Stated, stated that with his former military training, it was very unlikely that he didn't know the level of pressure or the strength of the hold. He suggested it was probably a chokehold <laughs> that he had on on his wife of 45 years. Wow. You know, he didn't really believe that, uh, you know, things were as open-handed as he was saying. Okay, take it easy. So how old is this woman who got, who got, we just finished talking about how difficult it is to choke somebody, but she, she sounds like she's what, 60, in her late 60s then? She's two years younger than him. Yeah, he was um, 64, she was 62 at the time. Mm. Andrew Jackson, the other white Andrew, also observed that the discovery of the affair would have put considerable strain on the marriage. Probably a poor choice of words, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Considerable strain. Well, you're talking, hey, you're hey, talking look, about strangling somebody, how much strain it takes to strangle. Yeah, exactly. That's what made you chuckle about that, eh? Well, it would make anyone ch- He's in the, he, literally in the courtroom about a lady that got strangled, and he's saying that discovering the affair would have put considerable strain on the marriage. Come on, man. Oh, man. Pick your words. You're out of your mind. Hey, look, so let me ask you really quick, though, Luna. Okay. Do you know who Andrew Jackson was? I recognize him. Isn't he like a former president of the United States or something? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Name some former... Canadian prime ministers or Canadian political leaders. Like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Throw a couple of my way. Sir John A. Macdonald. Never heard John of him. John Cretchen. Super never heard of that guy either. Pierre Trudeau. Who? Pierre Trudeau. Brian Mulrooney. What's so crazy is my point is, why in the world do you know about former American presidents? That, oh, 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 I know. It seems so weird, but like... I hear you. Because if something goes wrong, we're looking to you. I mean, come on. Okay. That makes sense. So... It, it's just so funny to me, though, just to, that aside, you know, that like, say, Andrew Jackson or someone like that. And everyone, everyone around the world, like, knows who the guy is. But I don't know who whoever you said. Trudeau, Jimmy Trudeau. Not even close. Pierre Trudeau. But the thing is, is that like a lot of a lot of that pop that guy. culture comes to us through uh, television. Yeah. And you guys have better television. Even though you watched Corner Gas for some reason, which is like the worst representation of Canadian culture there ever was. We're all not uh, I morons. Corner Gas, I watched Red Green Show. I watched oh, the worst. Those are, you know what, Degrassi's Trailer okay. Park Boys. It's okay, but it's a little getting a little old. Letter Kenny, people say, I mean, come on, man. Now they're just faking it. Fubar. Fubar's the best. Fubar. That's genuine. Fubar's the that's best. That's genuine. Yeah. But the rest of it is, it, there's this phony Canadian thing that's going on now where everybody's like, oh, we're proud to be Canadian. Go ahead, though. A forensic pathologist stated that Mrs. Searle would have lost consciousness in about 15 seconds, but that death would have required continued pressure for another several minutes. So there's no way he was just like, hey, I was just like holding her back. You know, no, 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 no. She she was strangled. She was strangled. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. So a couple more things. It's like this just gets better and better. So. The judge, Mr. Justice Green, is this like the movie Clue? Like everybody's got like a perfectly British name. Colonel Pepper. Yeah, Professor Plum. That's what you were kind of going for. You, you screwed that up really bad. Professor Plum. Yeah. Judge Mr. Justice Green said Searle's act of infidelity is one way or another led to this. No duh, really? So his trial lasted for six days. The jury found him guilty in three and a half hours. Following the verdict, former politician Bill Mountford told the BBC that he still considered Cyril a friend and added, these things happen. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's pretty British. These things happen. There you go. The moral to the story as we walk out this episode mm. is there's no message. This is a you could you could try to act like there's this message. There's always this message with these podcasts, you know. With- this is a total dumpster fire again. Well, no, but it comes out of left field sometimes, right? Like you never know when you're gonna go. You never know when you're talking shit on the phone to like a 911 operator about your 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 husband and about how you want him out of the house if he's going to go and grab that gun and shoot you nine times. You never know if you're just going to be uh, what what a, having a having a having a cup of having a cup of tea and suddenly be on the ground getting strangled. The next thing you know, you're giving your wife a Kimura. a rear naked choke, and he's going to calmly call the authorities afterwards. Yeah, how about that? That's the message. You never know. You never know. But if you feel in any way slightly threatened or. You wake up and they're looking at you funny in the middle of the night. Pack your bags and go, I guess. Get ahead of it. All right. Well, I haven't, I've had enough being polite on this episode, so... Me too. I'll see you later. Okay. I hate you. Go f*** yourself up. All right. Hugs. <laughs> the 911 Podcast is an 1159 Media Production. Hosted by the operator and his junior assistant, Mr. Luna. Produced by the operator and supported by friends like you. For the price of one tea and crumpet, you can get exclusive content on Patreon. Go to patreon.com and help these poor bastards out. Anyway, by royal decree, I command you to spread the word of this great podcast far and wide, so that all may listen. Bravo! Brilliant! Cheers! Hugs. <laughs>